Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Well, my name is Sister Leah from the Apache branch, and I want to testify to the glory of the Lord. Amen. I always tell, no, I don't need no tissue. I always tell people, the Lord has been good to me. I'm sure people are like, what does she mean? He's been good to us as well, but trust me, he's been extra good to me. Amen. So I want to testify and also encourage somebody to really, really take the prayers for the prophet very seriously. Last Sunday, when we were having communion, Bishop prayed and said, we will receive good news, we will receive phone calls and stuff. And also, when Rev D was praying at the end of the, the service, he said, this week is going to be good, a good week, you're going to receive good news. So, after the, ch- after the service, I received a call from a number I didn't know, then I didn't mind calling back. So, later, the person called me, it was my cousin in... She was like, why don't you answer your phone? I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't know it's you called me. Then she was like, I've been calling, I've been calling. She's like, okay, so what were you saying? She's like, if I need to send you money, what do I have to do? I'm like, yeah. And she is very stingy. It's like she always, it's, it's like her name is give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. She never gives nothing. So she called me and she was so proud about it. If I need to give you money, what do I have to do? So I sent her my account. She sent me money. Amen. And then the same week I went, I passed via some shop where there's another very stingy brother that I know. And then he dashed me another money and said, buy airtime. I was like, Lord, this is indeed you. It is your doing. Amen. Also, another testimony I want to give about when Rev D prays for you. He prayed for me, he prayed a certain prayer for me, and he said, there's a certain person who is going to need me. He said, I don't know how, but I know he's going to need you. The following day, the same person called me, and he wants me to help, me with, help him with something. Something I know that he can pay anybody anywhere to help him, but he decided to call me to help him with that same thing. So I want to tell everybody that if a man of God prays for anything, a prophecy, just believe it. There's a book called Name It, Claim It, and Take It. So if the man of God names it, you claim it and take it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> wow. That's very, it, that is encouragement to everyone to truly believe when the man of God is speaking. Let's give another big round of applause as Sister Gail comes up to share her testimony. A very big hand clap, please, as you encourage her. Um, Good good morning, everybody. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. My name is Gail Hagen. I'm from the Woodlands uh, branch. I'm a Sunday school teacher there. Um, I want, I want to uh, give God the glory and say that he's great and he will always prove himself no matter what. And the reason why I'm saying this and I feel my testimony is so special today is because I've been a member of the church since 2013. And um, my bishop that was here, that's no longer here now, um, I, I value the input that is made in my life and I want to first give God the glory for him. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if it wasn't because of him, 
I wouldn't have received what I received on Friday night, even though it didn't come by him. It came by another man of God. On Friday, I came to church. I was one of those people that I didn't believe. I was the conservative Christian. I didn't believe in falling down, screaming, jumping, and making noises. I, I, that was not me. And I was the one that held firm and held my ground. And um, I, I sat in the service, and on Friday night, I came late, and I sat on that end. And I, I wasn't anxious about anything. I was actually hoping that the person I wanted to come to the convention to come, because I really believed that God was going to work in his life through this convention. But he didn't come. He didn't come Friday, Saturday, and I see he's not here now. So he hasn't come the whole three nights. So I sat in the service because in this, I was saying in my mind, oh, this guy should come because if he hears ribs preaching, we've been hearing it. That's why our lives have changed. And people, my life did not change much. But I sat in the service and I looked when people were being called up and my mind wandered off onto some issue that I was dealing with. And a voice came to me and the voice said to me, why are you making the same mistake over and over and over again? You don't listen. That was before Rev said anything. And as I was going on and I'm looking at the people falling down and I'm going to say, oh, this one's going to fall now. This one's going to scream. <laughs> and I was standing there and I said, and I, and I said to my, I said to myself, and at one point, because you know when your mind wanders off, it wanders a lot of places, but that voice was there. And then I said, ah, how come I haven't fallen? Is it because I'm a genuine Christian or is it because I'm pretending or are they pretending? And I said to myself, ah, this has never happened to me. The only time I believe this if this happens to me. So obviously I was expecting to fall down or to scream or jump or one of those things. And I sat there and the voice came back to me, you're always making the same mistake. Oh, it was like someone was sick and tired of me telling me in my head, you make the same mistake over. And as I'm thinking, then Rev was calling the people up. I just, the only part, or the first one was uh, the one when he spoke about you feeling a fire in your head. I didn't hear anything he was saying because I was busy with myself there talking to myself, this voice talking to me. And then... I only came to my senses when I heard a voice that I know saying exactly the same thing. And, you know, God knows my heart. I'm not lying. I said it before he said it. And I, I said no. And then that's when I came and I listened and I sat. When he called, the first time he called, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't move. The second time when he called, I didn't come up because of anything. I only came up because I said it's not possible that someone can say the same thing that I'm thinking that the voice was telling me. So this voice and the person who's preaching and calling people up are together. They are saying the same thing, and it cannot be the devil. That one I'm sure of. So I walked to the front only because of that, and I stood here. And in my mind, Rev was praying here for people, but I wasn't looking. I'm thinking of this issue that I've got, how I'm going to solve it, what I'm going to go and say. And I was making up the things that I'm going to be saying when I approach the person, this is what I'm going to say and do this. And then the voice said to me, but we told you to shut up, keep quiet. You're not going to say anything about this matter again. That's what the voice said to me. And then when Rev came to pray for me, my mind was not even on the prayer and what was going on here. I was thinking of how I'm going to deal with my issue. I started crying. And he preached yesterday. I don't know why you cry. I don't know why you cry when the Holy Spirit comes. And I really didn't know why I was crying. And I didn't know I had such big teardrops. And after he prayed for me and I walked away, and the voice said to me, you will never cry like this again when someone prays for you. It's the last time because I only did this to prove to you that things like this happen. Because you are one of those people that doubt me. And then I went home. And the issue that I had that I thought I'm going to solve on Saturday morning. And I'm going to have all the things I'm going to say. 
God solved it for me. I, co- I couldn't say anything. I couldn't think of what to say. I didn't have the, the, even biblical words I didn't have. I didn't read my Bible or pray on Friday night. It's not, we mustn't be proud of that. But in this case, God used this situation to put me to sleep because sometimes we feel we are holier than down. We want to use the Bible to justify ourselves. So I didn't say anything, and God solved the issue. And, that, and when Rev prayed for me on Friday night, some of you didn't hear because he was whispering it into my ear. He said to me, from tonight, you will never make the same mistake again. You, everything will be clear to you what to do. And from Friday night, I didn't have to wait three months for it to manifest. From Friday night, he shut my mouth. Um, I, I feel that maybe he made me dumb in my mind. So I'm not dumb because sometimes when you're too clever, it becomes a problem. So he made me dumb. I didn't say anything. I kept quiet. And he solved the issue for me. God solved the issue. And then I said, no, I'm coming tonight. But I wasn't even, on Saturday night, I wasn't expecting anything. I was just excited, but also a bit confused. Ah, I still thought to myself, so the, I did tell this problem to another a lady in the church. And I said, no, this lady went to tell Rev. And that's why Rev knows about it. So last night, Rev was preaching. And he started preaching about how the Holy Spirit manifests itself in your life. Now, I'm not talking about the falling down parts. I'm talking about when he spoke about you get dumbness. And I said, ah, my mind, I said to myself, my mind was dumb. And then when he spoke about discernment, he was going through them all. But I was sitting there where Maninox is sitting and my husband was sitting next to me. And there was a voice, it was, still, it was like it was in my ear. I, I'm not mad in my head. I know that. And the voice said to me, there's it. I didn't know what Rev was going to say. There's it, there's it, he's going to say it. And he stopped and he spoke about discernment right where I was. And the thing that I said that I wish, when I was reading in the Bible very casually, hey, I wish I could have this. This sounds nice to have, you know. You'll be on your way if you have this. And he spoke about discernment. And I said, it's not possible, humanly possible or explanation. You can't, you can't explain it in a human way that things like this happen. Now, I'm confirming that it's not the devil that was speaking to me. I know and then I know that it's God that was using Rev to speak for me. And Rev, I just want to say that it's only God that can do that. Nothing else. It's only God. And he had to come to me and show me in that way. So I just want to carry just those that have been Christians for a long time and are conservative Christians and don't really believe the extent to which your pastor or your bishop can, the impact they can have on your life. God had to show me because I was so stubborn. And I'm not a disloyal person. I love my pastor and my wife. And I was always wondering, why did God have to do this to me? Why did he have to give me this extra revelation to prove to me that he is so real? Because I believe he's real. And I know that if I didn't have this, my Christian work wouldn't be going. I, 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 I enjoy the services solely because before, I just love my pastor and his wife for nothing else. But now it's more meaningful to me that I know that this man is not just any man. It's the man that God is using in my life. And I just want to encourage you, uh, brethren, that if you don't have that connection, please get hooked up. Amen. Amen. Let us all give God a big round of applause. Oh, no, I I hope that hand clap was not for God. You need to give him a big round of applause. And as you are clapping those hands, let's welcome Sister Snazo as he, she comes up to minister. All glory to God. Amen. When the night 
has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid No, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me Hallelujah. Amen. We have come to our last day of the convention. The best day where God will be dishing out gifts. And I think the, the testimony that Sister Gail just preached was so that we prepare our hearts and believe the man of God that is about to come on this stage. With joy in our heart, please let us rise onto our feet and welcome our Father and the Anointed Daniel Hale. Yes, the wind are blowing all across the land. A fragrant breeze from heaven is blowing once again. Don't know where it comes from. Don't know where it goes. Don't know where it goes. Let it blow, let it blow over me. Oh, 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 Sweet wind. Come and blow over me. Come and blow over me. There's a rain pouring. There's a rain pouring. Showers from above. 
drops are coming. They are messy drops of love. Turn your face to heaven. Turn your face to heaven. Let the water pour. Let it pour over me. Let it pour right up. to be in the presence of God. Why don't you give Jesus a mighty clap offering wherever you are? Lift up your hands and lift up your voice and just pray to God. Ask God that today we are in his presence. He should give us a gift. As he's distributing his gifts, he will not pass you by. Just speak to him. Speak to him. I bless speak to him. Lord, visit everybody here this morning. Oh, yes, you are. You are God all by yourself. Visit everyone under the sound of my voice. Let lives be changed. Let destinies be changed. Mighty God. Mighty God. I bless your name. Mm. Holy one. I worship you. For you are God all by yourself. Everybody singing, and all creations will shout your name. Will shout your name, for you are God of our yourself. You are God of our yourself. Shout your name. Shout your name. 
Just welcome the Holy Spirit wherever you are. Just welcome the Holy Spirit wherever you are. Mando Braski Pandiba. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Baba, we're in your presence. Let it rain. Call your rain. Let it fall on me. We're in your presence. Let it rain, your rain, let it fall on me, open the floodgates in abundance, and cause your rain to fall on me, open Floodgates in abundance and cause your rain to fall on me. Baba, oh, oh, Baba, Oh, 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 oh,
crowded before you and not before any man. Visit us in a tremendous and fantastic way. I pray for the spirit of faith in this atmosphere. Faith to believe that which is impossible by man. We thank you for your sufficiency. We thank you that you are almighty, all powerful. We bless you. I humble myself today as a vessel. Use me to your glory. More of you and less of me, Lord. Thank you for what you are about to do in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Say your loudest, Amen. From today you shall not be you, you shall be you shall not be guiltless. I said from today you shall not be what? Giftless. You will leave this place with a gift in your hand. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Well, it's good to see everybody. I know God is up to something in this church in our city and we will not be the same again. Amen. We had a great time on Friday night. God visited us in a good way. And yesterday God manifested himself here tremendously. Hallelujah. The first day we've been talking about what the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the first day we talked about the symbols of the Spirit. And we talked about the dove, we talked about the fire, we talked about the rain, and we talked about the wind. And God blessed us with his spirit. Yesterday we talked about the manifestations or the making visible of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit made himself visible to us. How many of you were here last night? All right, good, fantastic. After the service, somebody came to see me. The person said, we need a video dimension in the church. Can we do the email thing after I finish preaching, please? After. So please collect church members. It's like Moses leading the children of Israel out of into the promised land. Once it's with them. So collect all your sheets. Please, if you have any of our sheets, please return, return it to me. I love you just as God loves you. All right. Powerful. Good. We'll do it after, or else I'll struggle throughout. Amen. What was I saying? So I said, somebody saw me after the services. We need a video dimension to our, our, our ministry because some things, it happens and that's it. It's gone. You can't see it. If there's no video, that you just hear of it. Hallelujah. So I pray that God blesses us. We're able to set up our video and everything. So we can go into video. Amen. How many want us to go into the video dimension? Yeah, so that you, you are sitting here, somebody will be watching you in New Zealand. When they see your blonde braids, they say, mm, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one. Judges 6 for Bible says Samson went to Gaza and saw a woman of Gaza and he said to his parents, Get this one for me to be a wife. Yeah. So you never know. 
When people see you, you'll be surprised. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say a nice amen. amen. Good. Today, like even yesterday, we had many manifestations. We talked about listed manifestations. We talked about unlisted manifestations. We had different manifestations. We had shaking. We had crying. We had screaming. We had falling. What again did we have? We have drunkenness. We had dumbness. Yeah, we had, and we had one that we have not seen in the Bible, which is sleeping. It, it was amazing. Do you get it? I mean, the boy was here. I saw him. I saw his two eyes. I laid hands, my hands on him. After, he looked at me. He turned around. Then he just killed himself on the ground. I was amazed. Do you get it? So as I was, I thought I was the only one. So I, te- I was standing here. So I turned around to look at Ralph. And he was equally surprised. He was looking at me with a look. Je ne sais pas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was asking him, qu'est-ce que tu fais là-bas? And he said to me, je ne sais pas. Those of you who have traveled and come, we have learned a lot of French. You are far behind. You should get the podcast. But they say I should tell you, c'est la vie. <laughs> oh, God. And the boy slept throughout. It was when I was leaving here to go home that he finally woke up. Yeah, I mean, I was down there. And you know, when I go down there, it takes a while. Especially when you have certain people come to see me, you know. Look, Zama is having a baby very soon, so you have to limit your meetings so that you get it. <laughs> or else you overwork her. <laughs> me, I don't mind, but you overwork her. Hallelujah. But when we came out late in the night, the boy was now waking up. So I thought, okay, maybe the boy, he's always asleep. That's why. But this morning, I saw him running outside here. Running. He has forgotten what happened yesterday. Running outside the place. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Holy Spirit. Now, today, I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The gifts of the Spirit. Proverbs 18, verse 16. The Bible says, a man's gift shall make room for him and bring him before kings. So, God uses our gifts to create an office or a room for us and also bring us before important people. May you be brought before important people. So, it's important that we all have a gift. When you don't have a gift, you will never come It's not even your education. You will never come to great and important people. Hallelujah. I'm not here because of my education. I'm here because of my gift. Hallelujah. Nobody in the church has come to see me. Pastor, what course did you study? No, 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 no. No, no, never. My gift is what is making room for me. Which model? Did you do model? This model or this model? No, no, never. It's the gift. So God will also give you a gift. So that you will stand before kings. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. We're reading from verse 1 through to about something wherever we get to then we stop. 
Hallelujah. But in verse 1, Paul is speaking and he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I would not have you ignorant. Hallelujah. We can talk about this and go home from here. Paul says that when it comes to spiritual gifts, the first thing we have to fight is ignorance. Ignorance. The first thing is ignorance. If you can overcome ignorance, the door has been opened to you. Why ignorance? I mean, there are so many people around. Some don't know about spiritual gifts. Some don't know they have spiritual gifts. Some don't know how it works, how it operates, what it is. Nothing. And if you don't know, you will not even know that you have it. Anytime I go to a shop, I ask them, do you have this? And the person doesn't know what it is. I just conclude that they don't have it. So, let me go. I say, you don't have it. If you had it, you will know what it is. Seeing that you don't know what it is, how can you have it? Some don't know. That there's a gift on your life. They don't know. Moses was like that. When God called, called Moses and God sent Moses to Egypt in Exodus chapter 3. After everything, after everything that God had done with him, told him, I am that I am all this. When he finished in chapter 4, he told God, you know something? Egypt, they have magicians and all these things. How am I going to go to this place? And God said to him in verse 2, the Bible says, and the Lord said to Moses, what do you have in your hand? And Moses said, a rod. And the Lord said, verse 3, put it on the floor. And Moses put it on the floor and it became a snake and Moses fled. Moses had been holding this rod for 40 years in the wilderness. He never knew that he was holding a snake. Moving with the rod. Let's say this is the rod. He's just moving, moving around with the rod. When he sees some of the sheep misbehaving, he's you are too close to this girl. Go this way. Go this way. Too close. Too close. Stop rubbing your shoulder against her shoulder. That's what he was using the rod for. Until God said to him, you put it on the floor and see. And Bible said, he put it down. Hey! It had become a snake. When he saw it, he said, snakes are dangerous. I'm running away. And he ran away. God said, come, come, don't run away. Come, pick it up again. And he picked it up. And it became a rod. That rod is what Moses used to do all his miracles. All his miracles. Sometimes there's something in your hand, you just don't know that it's in your hand. Ignorance. It's in your hand, but you don't know. No, I'm still on the rod. I've not finished with the rod. He went to Egypt. Pharaoh asked him, why should I believe? You want to see? Believe? Snake. Pharaoh said, Magicians, show him that we knew this thing long ago. The magicians also put their rods down. Snakes appeared. I'm sure from that time, Moses was careful of snakes. Yeah. And his rod swallowed all their. His snakes swallowed all their snakes. Every miracle that Moses did, he used the rod. Even to the point that Moses had more confidence in the rod than what God told him. So when he needed to call out water from the rod, God said, speak to the rod. 
He said, oh God, have you forgotten how the thing works? Have you forgotten you have got the rod? And he whacked the rock with the rod. Of course, there was power in the rod. And water started to come out. But God said, you, you won't go to the promised land again. It's okay. When you go to the promised land, you'll be hitting everybody with a rod. You won't go again. <laughs> yeah. The same thing happened to Elisha. In 2 Kings, in 2 Kings 2, the Bible says, the day Elijah was being taken away, Elisha asked Elijah, he said, give me a double portion of the anointing that is on you. And Elijah gave him one condition. He said to him, if you see me when I'm taken away, what you have asked, you will get it. And when he saw, when he was taken away, verse 13, he was taken away, he saw it with his eyes. Then the mantle of Elijah fell off. When the mantle fell off, Elijah took up the mantle. When he took it up, he was so angry because he was asking, where is the anointing that he said will come upon me? So out of anger, he smote the Jordan and he cried and said, where is the God of Elijah? And immediately the Jordan split open like that. When he saw, he said, wow. Sana, not knowing the thing was in the rod. He never knew. I mean, if he knew all along as he was walking with Elijah, he would have just taken the rod and gone away. He didn't know. He didn't know at all. But that's, I mean, he was angry. Bible says when he smote the Jordan and the Jordan split open, then all the sons of the prophets who were around, when they saw it, Bible says they all came and they said, indeed, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elijah. And they bow themselves before him. People will start to respect you because of your gift. Because of your gift. Because of your But all these people, they didn't know that everything was in the road. Something had to happen. So Paul says, fight your ignorance. That's the first thing you have to fight. Fight your ignorance. In other words, get information on spiritual gifts. Get to know things about spiritual gifts. When you know things about spiritual gifts, that's when you start to experience them. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Let's go on. Paul says that, For ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these damn idols, as ye were led. Wherefore, I make it known to you, I make you to understand, that no man, speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed. And no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Spirit of God. So he said, for you to be here, the Holy Spirit has decided that you should be here. You would have never seen that serving God is a good thing. You were, you were Gentiles. You were unbelievers. You were not part of the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit decided, come and be part of the kingdom. And you have been brought here. Then he begins to talk about spiritual. He wanted to establish that thing. You have really been chosen by the Holy Spirit to be here. Stop removing yourself. If the Holy Spirit didn't choose you, you would never even say that Jesus is Lord. He says, no man... Speaking by the Spirit of God, call it Jesus a curse. And nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. Then he said, there are diversities of gifts by the same Spirit. There are differences of administration 
by the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations by the same Lord. So he says, when it comes to spiritual gifts, there are different kinds of gifts. That's number one. The first thing you should know about spiritual gifts, that there are different kinds of gifts. Number two, there are different ways by which spiritual gifts are administered. But it's still God who's working. Somebody will say, drink water. Somebody will say, oil. Somebody, that's why I don't try to say a lot about this grass-eating um, no, I saw the doom there is in the Bible. Did I not tell you? Hosea 4 6. My people are doomed for lack of knowledge. You have not seen it in the Bible before. My people are doomed for lack of knowledge. Very simple. So, if you lack knowledge, you'll be doomed. Let's not even. Let, don't even start an argument. I don't even know why you are arguing with the guy. It's in the Bible. My people are doomed. For lack of knowledge. That's all. If you fulfill their condition, you get their doom. Recently, I saw a video of um, somebody ministering, and it was karate. Then power. Different administrations. I can't say, I can't say, kaka. So he says, don't be so concerned about, I want to administer my gift the same way as my neighbor. No, they are, it's God who's working all in all. But then he makes a very important point. He says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. This is the scripture that makes all of us qualify for spiritual gifts. He says, it is given to every man. Every man. Everybody. It's not just for the pastors. It's not for just for the church leaders. It's not just for the shepherds. It's for everybody. Then he begins to talk about the spiritual gifts. He says, to one is given the word of wisdom by the same spirit. What is the word of wisdom? The ability to apply wisdom to solve complex problems. If you have this gift, you will realize that you have wisdom solutions to complex things. Things that when people meet, they give up in life. Some of you have given up in life because you met one obstacle. But may you receive the gift of wisdom, the word of wisdom, so that you can navigate around one hurdle that you have met. Yeah, Jojo promised to marry you. He didn't marry you. Hey. So, it's like, for the rest of your life, you are crying over Jojo. (laughs) Meanwhile, there are so many other men around. What you need is wisdom to move around. Wisdom to move around. Jesus operated with with this spirit of wisdom. At the point they said, what wisdom is this that has this man that such mighty works are rough of his hands? What type of wisdom is this? When you have this spirit, this gift, you will begin to do mighty works. Amen. Some of you will do things which your children will eat from for the rest of their lives. Amen. Yeah. 
for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I know a man who has done something. His children are blessed till, I believe, till they die. That man, it is his child that lost the car. I told you the story of the girl who went out with, I didn't tell you. Oh. A friend of mine. Her sister. She went out with her car. And then when she went out, she came maybe two weeks later. She was walking. When she came home, they asked her, where is your car? And you are walking. She said, I didn't take the car. Why are you asking me for the car? She started to check her pocket, her bag. I mean, why are you asking me for the car? And the car, it's not that it's a house car, it's her car. She's the only one who drives it. She's gone. She doesn't know where the car is. She has come back. You don't understand. A car, a car. Yeah, and she lost the car. And she has done it twice. No, she has lost the car, two cars. Not the same car twice, two cars. So it's like, okay, fine, it's okay. We know you are stubborn, come. Then they bought her another car. And she, the same thing. Christmas time, she went out. I don't know whether she has sold the car or whatever. She came back. She doesn't have the car again. Her brother said, from today, we won't buy you a car again. We just buy you a house. Lose the house and let's see. <laughs> oh, look, may you leave an inheritance for your children. So, no matter even how they fool around, they will do well. This girl can Uber from Jobek to Polokwani. That's where you see that money is swine. <laughs> you, you can't Uber to Deban. <laughs> Even four of you together, you can't Uber to Deban. She can Uber from Jobek to Polokwani. Rastenbeck. Hey! Yeah. Look, God is giving you the spirit of wisdom. He's giving you the gift of the word of wisdom. That you will do mighty works. If it's a church, you build a mighty church. This our church is a sign and a wonder. Yeah. A sign and a wonder. One church with ten different denominations. Oh. I mean, one day somebody was asking me. So, is Lighthouse the biggest church in Ghana? I said, look, we passed biggest church about ten years ago. We are talking about biggest church. We don't come to biggest, we pass it long. We count churches like people count their church members. Yeah, like their church members. Like one church, then you bring one church member, one church, one church, and we will outdo you. It's a phenomenon. I thank God for the life of Bishop Daggy Ward Mills. Wisdom to do mighty works. Mighty works. Hey. Number two, it says to another, it's given. The word of knowledge by the same spirit. I'm taking away the ignorance. I think the main part of this preaching has to do with the ignorance. Just to another, is giving the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge, the gift of the word of knowledge is basically the ability to know what is going to happen. To just know what's going to happen. You just have a knowing. As you are there, you just know. So how do you know? I can't explain, but I know. Many a time when Jesus was preaching... Bible says, and he knew what they were thinking. As he's preaching, suddenly he knows what they are thinking. Then he starts to talk. 
One day they asked, how knows this man these things, having never learned? How come he knows these things when he has not learned it? You just know. That's the testimony Gail was given. That it's like just exactly what she's hearing in her head. And then she just hears from the microphone the same thing. It's the word of knowledge. Many a time I say many things. My wife will ask me, how did you know? I say, oh, me too, I was there then. That's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, usually when I say things like I say at the end, you will come and tell me that I'm right. I'm just waiting for you. Then I add a disclaimer to it. that I pray that I'm not right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I ever talk to you and I say, if I were you, what I am saying is that if I am in your situation, this is what I would do. But since I am not you, do what you do. Yeah, since I'm, because I'm not you. I mean, I can't be you. And you can't be me. Two people were arguing in school one day. One of them said to, they, they were arguing. They said, on your best day, you can never be me. Hey! People can say things too. On your best day, you can never be me. The other one said, if I were you, say, don't say that. On your best day, you can never be me. (laughs) The ability to know things. Yeah, to know things. I pray that that grace comes upon you. Look, as a pastor, you need that. You You need that knowing. You'll be surprised. You think you are dealing with Christians. They lie a lot. No, they, I mean, when I have intimate counseling, I can, I, it's so easy. I mean, it's not difficult. It's one of the easiest things to be on. I told you yesterday, we don't have to tell you because you already know you are lying. But that's how you want the relationship to be. So we just watch it play out. Because sometimes we allow people to do things. The prodigal son when he said he was leaving his father has forced him to stay in the house later he will blame his father for everything so go and go and destroy your life when you finish you come you see that oh my father was right very simple it's not in his struggle if you're a minister shepherd you're a church leader daddy long you must know they lie a lot the students they have academic lies were you not here when somebody said, I've written all the exams and we found out later on that she didn't write any exam? Yeah. Word of knowledge. Next one. It says to another, faith. The gift of faith is the gift of believing in the midst of opposition, in the midst of adversary, when it looks even unlikely they believe. One person I know who has that type of faith is Bishop Larry Odonko. If you want to see somebody who can believe, I said, if you want to see somebody who can believe things, hey, oh, he's a true believer. He's really born again, I'm telling you. We are blessed to have him as our bishop. He can believe, I tell you. Yeah, he can believe. You can see the situation is very harsh. But he still believes. Yeah, it's faith. 
And usually that kind of faith is always rewarded. Yeah. It's always rewarded. Then he says the gifts of healing. It's also a gift. May God give you that gift. Healings. Healings. Gifts of healing. We've seen a lot of healings as we have been in the church. Different ones. Different types of. We're, We're at a convention somewhere. There was this lady. Her ear was blocked on my left, her right side. And I prayed for her. I put my hand on her ear. I prayed for her. I removed my hand. And her ear just popped open. Boom. Like that. Then she started to run all over. She caused confusion in that convention. I mean, she explored the con- that type of convention. Like you don't know what next to do. So I went to the stage. And then I sat down. And I, I was waiting for them. When they finish, then we continue. She caused confusion. Yeah. Because they knew her and they knew that the ear, so they all couldn't believe it. Healings. It says to another, the working of miracles. These are all, I'm outlining these gifts to you because they are going to manifest themselves in your life. Amen. It says to another, the working of miracles. The working of miracles. Even this one year that we have been around, we have seen, we've had many testimonies. Many, many testimonies. You've been here. They've been testifying. Many testimonies. One of the testimonies I remember is, I think, Kesafina's testimony about her, something to do. Where's Kesafina? What was your testimony again? Come quickly, come, come. Run in English and come. What was your testimony again? Yeah, what was your testimony again? Um, I got uh, a funding okay. for my uh, qualification, okay. which has become honest. I wasn't expecting it because I didn't apply for any spicy. And then they gave me uh, a bursary education of about 62000 Wow. Wow. Put your hands together for you. She came here with her letter to testify. She didn't apply for it. May you get things that you have not applied for. that you have not applied for. It's not everything you can see and apply. My little brother, his friends were applying to go to America. And then he just chanced on them. So he joined himself. Okay, me too, I want to apply some. So he went to... When they finished, his friends didn't get it. He got it. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, his friends were applied. They were in first year university. His friends were applied. Recently, I met him in Ghana. I said, so, you, what are you saying? He said, so, how did you guys? I took a visa. I said, you are coming to Ghana. You took a visa. I mean, he has become an American citizen. So, to come to Ghana, he takes a visa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just joined himself to them. Rather, he rather got it. I also remember a miracle that we had in, in Durban. As we were preaching in Durban, I closed my eyes and I saw a big table. And there was a man standing on this side of the table with papers in his hands. And then there was somebody on the other side. And he stretched the paper to the person with a smile on his face. So I said it. And we had a girl in the service. She had been doing her that thing, masters, no. 
For a long time, no response. No response. Every day there's a mistake. Every day there's a mistake. So after that meeting, she decided, ah, this must be me. And she called. When she called to check, she didn't even want to. I just call. She called and said, oh, your thing has been successful. Just go. Miracles. God is a God of miracles. One of these days, they will say you are a miracle working boy. Then he said prophecy. 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 God is giving somebody the gift of prophecy. Prophecy. To prophesy is to speak under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy. We've had countless prophecies come to pass. We come here, Bishop, with two offering um, communion with Bishop. He prophesies and then we, we just see the miracle. Almost every time there's a testimony from the communion, the prophecies go forth. One funny prophecy, let me just share with you. I was sitting somewhere at my own somewhere. Then a lady called me. She said, she's pregnant. This. I said, oh, good. So I said, you have your baby on my baby. Uh, I said, on my baby. So we left it there. Long argument. Left it there. Then I, I got in touch with somebody else. And I told her also the same thing. You have your baby on my birthday. So around December, one of them said, I feel, I said, you can't feel something now. The baby is coming in January. Have you forgotten 23rd of January? That's the day the baby is coming. Like joke, like joke. When I woke up on my birthday and I turned on my phone, I saw a message from the first one who was arguing. She said her due date is in February. The first one, she said, I want to say happy birthday in advance because I'm not sure if tomorrow I'll be able to wish you happy birthday because I am, I am at the hospital. I said, chocho. <laughs> so then I remembered. So I WhatsApp the other one. And she said to me, I am in labor. The one who was arguing, she didn't have her child on that day. She had her child then like midnight into the next day. But the, the, the other one, she had the same day. Bam! Like that. It was like a joke. By the time they realized, baby, 23, 24, the husband told, I'm so happy you made that prophecy. <laughs> so that my daughter can share her birthday with you. Then he said, discernment of spirit. Discernment of spirit. Ability to discern which spirit is in operation. Bible says, in the last days, people would develop itchy ears. And they would tend to deviling spirits and all kinds of spirits. So the ability to discern or to tell which spirit is in operation is so crucial. It's very crucial. Very important. I'm always watching. What spirit is this person operating? Sometimes you have some girls. Every brother is proposing to them. And they are moving around and saying, I'm very beautiful. And I look and say, it's not not beauty. There's a strong spirit of lust on you. That is what is in operation. Yeah, you think we go around proposing to every beautiful girl in the world? 
I mean, do you go around proposing to every beautiful girl? You know? Don't you see beautiful girls? I mean, the best place to see beautiful girls is university campus. You never see it like that before, again. I mean, put in alphabetical order and arrange in rooms. You will never see it like that. But you go around proposing to everybody. Yes, it's true. Sometimes even some people minister. When they minister, after they finish ministry, all all the brothers are thinking of fornication. Yeah, you see that there's a spirit. There's a certain spirit. There's a certain spirit. And if you can't discern, as a young man, you will follow something you don't want to follow. Yeah, you can't discern what 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 spirit is this? Even some people are operating. What do you call it? Familiar spirits. Familiar spirits. And we are just moving. Oh, yeah, he told me what happened yesterday. And look, even when Satan came to the garden to meet Eve, he told Eve what God said. Does that make Satan a prophet? He said, oh, did God really say? And he quoted what God said. Then he added to it. Yeah. So he said, oh, because he told me the thing, I said, oh, Satan is also a prophet. No. Some people are operating familiar spirits. But I pray that from today you have the gift to discern, to be able to see. Sometimes you are working with people at the workplace, they are using muti, and you have made them your best friends. And you are working with them. It's time to be able to discern which spirit is moving in the place. God is working on your ignorance. Amen. Then he says, thanks and interpretation of thanks. Thanks and interpretation of thanks. It's also a gift. I know one of our pastors many years ago, he used to lead prayer. When he finishes leading the prayer, they record the prayer. And then we all buy it. Yeah, we all buy it. You see that the guy is operating a gift. Yeah, we are. But if it was today in the times of podcast, it would be all over podcast everywhere. Yeah. No, if you can't pray, you just put his prayer on. You will pray. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you will pray. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. When you look at him, you say, oh, if he did it, then I can also did it. And we, we, all of us can did it. How many of you have seen that video? I thought you were all asleep when I sent it. Suddenly you started to wake up. <laughs> because it was not mad. He said, as we say in Africa, in Southern Africa, if Zimbabwe did it, then Malawi can did it. Then what? Well, Zambia can did it. South Africa can did it. By the time you realize, all of us have did it. (laughs) And he was speaking confidently on SABC3. Confidently. (laughs) Oh God. But I'm talking about tanks and diverse kinds of tanks. When you listen to him pray and speak in tongues, you feel like praying. Yeah, you feel like praying. 
even in those days, when we are having a long prayer session, we just start to play his prayer. And then we all call Kato Sipa. Because even the type of tongues that you will be speaking, immediately you feel that God is there. Yeah. And it's like it's a gift. Yeah. And all my life, I've met about four people who pray like that. I know a guy is in Bible school now. When he doesn't know what to do, he starts to speak in that. No, I don't mean that he's under pressure or in, let's say he's sitting here, he's waiting for Musa. So Musa is not coming, then he looks, Panto, Pato, Kato, Tate, Peke, Pata, Pod, And then Musa will go, oh, Musa, yes. Okay, let's go. I mean, he is like. <laughs> it's like that is his language. I'm telling you. Oh, he starts like the way when you are bored, you will play a game on your phone. When he's bored, he starts to speak in tongues. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Meanwhile, he said, Crosser. His real language is Crosser. Look, this guy can speak tanks. Eh? You can see that these tanks, they are closer tanks. Then he can switch. You see this one, they are English tanks. <laughs> speak tanks with a closer accent and speak tanks with an English accent. Yeah, small boy in Bible school right now as I talk to you. Yeah, even his nickname is tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His nickname, like the way we say, maybe Shabaya. So his name is Shabaya. That's, that's it. That's it. May you operate the gift of tongues. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. Yeah. So these are the listed gifts. Then in Joel 2, quickly as we now we are closing. Like, let's start running down. Joel chapter 2 verse 20. The Bible says, it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out of my spirit unto all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams because they sleep a lot. And your young men will see visions. Yeah. He says, in the last day, I'm going to pour out my spirit. When I pour it, people will start to prophesy. Not only that, people will start to have dreams and people will start to see visions. And then he's special, like I said, he gives their dreams to the, because you need to sleep to dream. He gives to the sleepers. Then, the young ones see visions. God is going, even the first day of our convention, God opened the eye of somebody and the person saw a vision of coal burning in a coal pot and one was taken out and put on a grass and it started to burn the whole forest. The first day of our convention. God is opening eyes. You will not only be dreaming of Ama, Quenya, and Pap, and all, Borovos, and all these things. You will start to have spiritual dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As for this one, I believe it so much. So much. Anytime I have to preach, I don't know what to preach. I go and sleep. Yeah, I just go and say, God, I'm going to sleep. Show me what to say. Every time, by the time I wake up, something is on my mind. Yeah, always. I say, if I'm tense, I say, let me sleep some 10 minutes. Something will happen. It will become your story. Yeah, it will become your story. 
So he says, all these are gifts. But you need to know about them. If you don't know about them, they can't happen in your life. They can't happen in your life. Number two, after ignorance. So this, all this is about ignorance. After ignorance, the next thing. Desire. Desire. If you don't desire spiritual gifts, you won't get them. First Corinthians 14 verse 1, the Bible says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. He says when it comes to spiritual gifts, not only should you not be ignorant, but also desire it. Desire it. Something you don't desire, you can't have. You can't have. You can't have. Because desire has a way of opening you up for it. Now, when I talk about desire, I'm not talking about a wish. I wish that I can preach. It's not a wish. I'm talking about a desire. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it says, covet earnestly the best gifts. When it comes to give, covet it, but covet it earnestly. There must be a certain force. Something must drive you for it. Not a desire that is asleep. A desire that is alive, is awake, and is active. Some of you have been, oh, I want to prophesy, I want to, but it's just a wish. You have not taken, made any step towards it. You have not even asked a question about it before. It's just a wish. It's a, I, I, I wish that I could prophesy. I, no. The desire must be earnest. It must be fervent. It must be strong. Number three. Pray about it. Pray for it. Pray for what? It. Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you have it and you will have it. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatsoever, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, when it comes to the things that you desire, Pray about it. Have you woken up to pray the Lord? Even what is my gift? What is my gift? What have you given to me? It's one of the prayers you must pray. It's your gift that will take you out of your situation. Yeah. It's one of the prayers you must pray. Pray about it. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you have. Number four, there are only five things and we have closed. Number four, impartation. Number four is what? Impartation. Impartation. Romans 1, 11, Paul says, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end that ye may be established. He says, I want to see you. The reason why I want to see you it's so I can impart something to you. So that I can give something to you. So that I can put something on you. And it will lead to your establishment. And that thing is a spiritual gift. May God impart something on you. Amen. We read in Joel 2.28, the Bible says, God will pour his spirit. It's an impartation. Then that is what will lead to the prophecies, the dreams, and the visions. Impartation. Number five, develop it. Now I'm just rushing through it because my time is up. Develop it. 
Because after the impartation, look, let me tell you something. Everything I'm doing now is started little. And then it's grown over the years. It's grown over the years. Even preaching started small. I mean, those of you who know me from Port Elizabeth, preacher has three points. Is that not so? Three scriptures and three windows. That's all. That's a good preaching. Every good preaching, three points, three scriptures, and three windows. You are done. That was the structure of my preaching. Anytime I come, I have three points. Point number one, point number two, point number three. Then I have one scripture for each point. Then one window, which is an illustration for each point. Good preaching. When I sound preaching, when I finish, I'm gone. It's done. But over the years, I have developed it. I have developed it. I have developed it. Even the memory of the scriptures, I have developed it. Yeah, it's not. I didn't wake up Friday morning and then boom, kaboom. Somebody said, somebody sent me a scripture. Then she was telling me that it's like, oh, when you are sending your pastor, your pastor a scripture, it's like, I mean, you know, he knows all the Bible. I said, look, I don't know all the Bible. All the, I told the person, even that scripture you sent me, I've not seen it before. When you sent it, then I went to look in the Bible if it's really there. Then I saw, ah, okay, it's there. Good, no problem. Let's go for it. I said to myself, la vie. Let's go for it. Yeah. Or c'est ça. I don't know all the scriptures. I've developed it. Yeah. Over the years. Shop Larry said to me, you have something. Develop it. He said this to me in 2004. Yeah. He said, develop it. He, he told me it's a gift. Yeah, I thought it's, everybody can do it. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, let, let's be honest. I, I thought everybody can do it. He told me it's a gift. Then he said, if you don't believe it's a gift, let's take one scripture. You read it, and I'll read it. And let's see who it will stay with quicker. It will take me maybe the whole hour. You, you read it once, and then it stays with you. It's a gift. So I said, eh, is that what you are saying? I mean, I thought everybody can did it. I thought everybody can did it. No, he said, no, 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 it's not so. Yeah. Then I started to develop it. Yeah. You too, you have to develop. After the impartation, there will be something small, but you have to develop it. You have to develop it. You have to develop it. Paul said to Timothy, stay, I wherefore I bring you into remembrance that you stay up the gift of God which is in thee, which was given to you by the laying on of my hands. Yeah. Second Timothy 1.6. He said, I bring you, I remind you, stay it up. If you don't stay it up, it will die. It will just be there nothing will happen to it. You have to stay it up. When we come around, we are praying. We are staring it up. Anytime you are provoked to use it, you are staring it up. Yeah. If it's the gift of faith, anytime you have to apply your faith, you are staring it up. You are developing it. It will grow. It will grow as you stare it up. I mean, some of you can sing. You can sing just a little. If you were to stare it up. I mean, how many of you can see how much Madeline has improved with her singing? Yeah. 
has stirred it up. Stirred it up. Yeah. Stirred it up. I mean, yesterday I said, what is Madeline going to sing? They're going to sing a certain song. Um, the day that Jesus was born, something. I said, which day? I said, tell her I don't want that song at all. She should sing another one. She has not prepared. She has not done anything. I said, I don't want the day that Jesus was born. I want this other song. She came up. I mean, no, she doesn't have enough talent. It's not like one hour to the time. She's singing next. The, the person on the stage is going to come down. She's the one going up. With a smile on her face. Of course, I told you sometimes the outward man is smiling, but the inner man is not smiling. <laughs> we then went on the stage, coolly sang the song. And we were, we, were, we were excited. That song is of sentimental value to me. Now, apart from the prophetic nature of the song, it's of sentimental value. One day I'll tell you why that song is important to me. She sang it wonderfully. The reason why your prayer life has not taken any proper shape is because you have not stirred it up. Stir it up. Develop it. Develop it. You feel you have a prophetic gift? Develop it. Read about it. Know more about it. Know how prophets existed. Know what prophets did. Watch prophets on television. You are stirring it up. You are stirring it up. You are stirring it up. So Paul said to Timothy, he said, Neglect not the gift. First, first Timothy 4.14 says, Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the word of prophecy and by the laying of hands of the presbytery. He said, don't neglect it. If you neglect it, it becomes nothing. But if you work on it, oh, it won't be long. We will hear of your fame. Yeah, it won't be long. It won't be long. By the time we hear, so there's a guy in Popomeni. My God, my God, my God. The gift of God is on him. When we go and ask, who is this guy? He's so prophet you got. I say, yeah. What a prophet. What a prophet. Yeah. Stay it up. Many people don't stay it up. Yeah. Joel, you have a strong presence of the Holy Ghost on you. You need to stir it up continually. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard you preach before. Not, I mean, I don't know. Have I heard you preach before? Have you preached for me to hear before? When you see me, you don't preach. It's also good. Fine. But, but, I know that there's a strong presence of the Lord on our ministry. Stir it up. Stay it up. Yeah. I mean, I've been around for a while. She's one of a kind. I'm telling you for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you for free. For free. Yeah. Stay it up. Stay it up. Stay it up. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Stay. All you have to do is stay it up. After the impartation, stay it up. Stay it up. I've stirred so many things up. That's why today it looks wonderful. But if you left it like that, it will die. It will just be, it, it won't go away. It will, because the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So it will still be there. But 
to just, it, will, it will be insignificant. It will be insignificant. Now, since I've mentioned that scripture, let me just make one thing clear before I go on. Now, when you operate a gift, it's different from having an office. That's why the scripture says the gifts and calling. It means the calling is different from the gift. It could have just said the gifts and gone forward. But the gift and calling. A good example is you may have the gift of prophecy. It doesn't make you a prophet. Ralph drives. He's not a driver. He's a civil engineer. Are you coming along? Yeah. As for an office, God has to call you into the office. This one is a gift. If he calls you and gives you the gift, two for the price of one. If he gives you the gift, but it doesn't put you in the office. You can't just, also oh, from today I'm the apostle. Apostle of what? Apostle of what? the apostle general. Apostle of what? Before we realize you are calling yourself a prophet. No. I'll be saying that, hey, pastor, um, somebody wants to see you. I said, Zama, who wants to see me? Um, evangelist. Evangelist. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I said, the, one day I'll preach about the gifts and calling, and I'll break it apart clearly for you to understand. But just let's just make this small distinction now. Before before I see you've made your CV and you have put under it, evangelist, prophet, pastor, apostle, bishop. <laughs> Only one demon that you cast out on Friday. I mean, you laid hands on somebody, and the demon shouted. And the demon came out. You have put on your CV. Deliverance specialist. From Gungundlovo. The final key. I close on this one. I close on this one. I close on this one. Boldness. Boldness. Hebrews 4.16. Bible says let us come boldly. To the throne room of grace. And we'll find mercy and obtain grace to help in time of need. Without boldness, you can go through all these steps and never operate your gift. Yeah, you can get information on it. There are people who know so much more about gifts and spiritual things who still do nothing. There are people who know more in the Bible and still do nothing. My Bible knowledge teacher in high school, he taught us plenty things in the Bible. In the day and in the night, you see he's drunk like a bed. Yeah, drunk, he can't even remember his name. We used to call him Tabora Rasta. <laughs> and his son was in my class. Yeah, Tabora Rasta. You need boldness. Without boldness, you can go through the second step 
Which was the second step? Desire. Have a desire. After the desire, pray about it. Pray for the gift. Then receive an impartation. You can be in your room and an angel will appear to you early Sunday morning in blue jeans and lay his hands on you. I said, wow! I received it. I received it. Wow. Wow. My God. My God. Can, can you see? Can you see the angel? After that, you need boldness to even come and tell us that an angel appeared to you. Yeah. If you are not bold, you can't say it. Say, hey, what if they say I'm lying? What if they think? Recently, I had a dream. In the dream, it's like the church, we had discovered something. Something like the cure for HIV or something. Very, some, just some very special. This church, not, not just this church. So, they had a ceremony and the president was here. And we're standing on the stairs. You see, like the way they stand and they play the national. And all the street was full. All the street was full. Packed. Packed. Like that. Such a fantastic dream. If you are not bold, you can't say it. You can't say it. You cannot say it. One day, Bishop Larry, he put his hand on my shoulder. He said to me, listen. I can see, no problem. Put his hand on my shoulder. He said, listen, the prophetic grace on your life is just the same as the prophetic grace. And he mentioned one particular prophet we all know. It's just like this guy's grace. The difference between you and him is the way he presents his things. Yeah. Because the type of dreams you have and the things you say and they all happen around. It's just the same thing as it's also moving there. But he was like, yesterday, um, oh, an angel appeared to me. And it was the angel of the Lord. And when the angel of the Lord came, I asked him, where comest thou, angel? And the angel of the Lord said, I'm Gabriel, who stands in the presence of the almighty God. And I brought a message from the Lord to you. I know something is going to happen to you. My son, God has decided to place you on a pedestal and bless you. From today, you will start to flourish. And he touched my arm and he said, receive the power of God. And I awoke from my dream. Wow. Then you see the whole place. Wow. But then you will come and say, yesterday I was sleeping. I don't even know what my wife was doing. Then I had a dream. Then in my dream, there was somebody, I'm not sure whether it's an angel or but he was bigger than a normal human being. But the way he was in Levi's jeans, I think that he's one of the people from uh, this place, Long Market. But he said that uh, God will bless us. So from today we are blessed. The same thing, I've just finished presenting it. So Bishop Larry told me that, no, 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 you are spoiling the church. You are spoiling, he, he, he told me, that. he said you are spoiling the church. No. Present the thing in a way that the people will believe it. Yeah. Look, if you are not bold, oh, you can't. You, anything you want to do, Satan will frighten you. Satan will frighten you. Say, oh, today it won't work. Yesterday, I mean, how many times did Satan not tell me yesterday that 
God will not manifest himself in this place. Look, even when we finished and we started praying, after we had, I was looking at the clock, after we had prayed for five minutes, there was not even one single manifestation in this place. Not even one. So the devil said, I told you, yesterday, that was Friday, you came to deceive them. And then you spray something in the air so they were sneezing and they were falling down. But today, I have cleared the whole air. Everybody is going to be free. Yeah. And I was standing here. And I told you, anytime you see a movie, I'll put my hand in my pocket. It means I'm fighting fear. Yeah. So I'll go up and down. And I'll play, brandolo, bobo, brandolo, bebe, brandolo. Then Satan will talk from here. Then I'll tell, I'll tell the Holy Spirit. You see what he's saying now? You see what he's saying? But I believe yesterday we had probably one of the greatest outbreak of the presence of God in this place. Yeah. 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 You have to overcome the fear. So you need boldness. 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 Or else you will never operate your gift. I say, oh, okay, tomorrow. One of the ways we show our fear is we procrastinate. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow next. Tomorrow. Oh, oh no. no. But this person is there. Let him do it. Oh, this person. Like that. Transfer of responsibility. But if you rise up in boldness, that little thing that is on your life, that little fire is on your life. As you start to use it, the fire will become bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter and hotter and hotter and hotter. So the, your whole life is set ablaze with the gift of God. I pray for everybody who's here that you will not be devoid of a gift. That the church will be littered with people with gifts. And God gives us these gifts so that we can use it to build the church. Can you see? It's not everything that we have to run to pastor. Pastor is the one who when he lays his hand on you, something will happen to you. You you yourself, you can take authority. He said, I take authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke the spirit right now. Come on, come out. Come out. Claude, you can do it. You need boldness. You need boldness. Start from here. It will be getting bigger. Bigger, 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 bigger. By the time you realize, the whole church is set ablaze. I pray that nobody under the sound of my voice will cut himself off due to ignorance, due to a lack of desire, due to not praying for it, due to not developing it, and more especially due to fear. May the spirit of boldness be released into the congregation right now in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and just lift your hands and begin to ask God, Lord, pour your spirit upon me. Pour out your spirit upon us. Pour out your spirit. Pour out. The Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. May God give us the boldness of lions. Some of you, it's even boldness that is not making you even speak in tongues. You are not bold enough to speak. But today, receive the spirit of a lion and be bold. And be bold. Marco si pa 
Every gift that has been deposited in you, may it begin to stay up in your spirit. May you begin to bubble it up, bubble it up, bubble it up. I'm going to pray for everybody. Now we are going to do it in quick fashion. Do you get it? We are going to do it quickly. In five minutes we should be done. So we are going to pray and then we are, everybody is going to come and just going to touch you with the oil and then we go back to our seats. Hallelujah. I don't know if you can understand what we are saying. Yeah. So we can't pray for everybody. One, 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 one. No, no, not today. All right. So as we sing this song, believe that God is touching you. So I need the minister shepherds to organize them. We will come like that. You just come this way. You go this way. You go quickly, quickly, quickly. And then we are done. We are not going to take forever. Do you, do you get it? A great awakening And everyone no, I'll, when I'm ready, I'll tell you. Name will be seen. Lift your hands. Let's pray over this oil. Please, I don't want confusion. I want one particular person directing everything. Okay, good. Now, stretch your hands towards this oil. Let's pray that it will be filled with the presence and the power of God. Such that when it makes contact with you, God will make contact with your spirit and there will be an impartation in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift the anointing oil to you. Bless it. Let your presence come upon it. Let your power fill it. That as we make contact with it, indeed, a gift will be deposited in our spirit. In the name of Jesus, we declare this oil blessed and anointed. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. How many of you believe that the oil is anointed? An anointing is coming to you. Let's sing the song, Lord, pour out your spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit on all the people of the earth. Holy Come quickly. Thank you, Lord. 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 Receive a touch. Receive a touch. 
receive a touch receive a touch makole pakota sibaya thank you jesus thank you jesus the secret of the heart thank you lord thank you oh god thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you jesus receive a touch makole pale kasa e palo bobo shi pale kota sibaya Ripale kayala baba kandola ripalo tasikalebe endole ba endole ba endole ba ripala brandele brandele ripoli katebe brandolo brandala ba brandele ba brandele ba brandala ba brandala ba brandele ba brandele ba brandala ba ripalo kaleba brandala ba brandala ba brandala ba Everyone who calls on Jesus they will be Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
There's gonna be a great awakening. Thank you, Lord God. There's gonna be a great revival. Thank you, Lord. There's gonna be a great awakening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who calls on Jesus? Thank you, Lord. We'll be saved. Lord, pour out your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. The peoples of the earth. Thank you, Lord. Your sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord. Your words of prophecy. Set the dreams and visions. We feel the secrets of your heart. Is rising. Let all heaven sound the, the coming, coming of, of your day. There's gonna be. There's gonna be a great awakening. There's gonna be. a great revival in our land. There's gonna be a great awakening, and everyone who calls for Jesus. and just thank God for what he has deposited in your life. What he has deposited in your life is going to start small, but as you develop it, as you stir it up, it will become a mighty fountain that is bringing forth living waters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Makole bakato siba brandolobos kebele setolia Kalobaba brande broski paloba. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you for the mighty deposit. In these three days, let us not be the same again. My God, my God, my God. Let us not be the same again, O God. Let us not be the same again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your awesome visitation. Let lives receive a massive move forward in the name of Jesus. Let those who have been written off be written on. Endorse them and use them. Your word declares that the stone that the builders rejected has become the head cornerstone. I pray for anyone who's here who has been rejected. Lord, restore them and make them the head cornerstones. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are clapping like somebody who has not received anything. My God, my God, my God. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Farley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.